All right, this is Euphoria. This is where we talk about European League of Legends. It's a really simple concept, uh, but we mix it up sometimes. For instance, today, Martin Official Lunga will be singing all of his analysis. Uh, he'll be doing it. It is true. <laughs> oh my God, you went with it. <laughs> the key of D major, folks. That's the key of analysis. That's what you heard right there. I think I know very little about music. Um, there is. We're available on YouTube, iTunes, and SoundCloud. You're listening to us on one of those three. Um, but there's two others if you're interested. If you don't want to see our faces or you do want to see our faces, that's kind of what it is. It's uh, true. Don't ever ask about Spotify. Don't ask. We really, we're really trying. We can't. We don't a, know what happened to Spotify. It's a struggle. We're figuring Someone it out. Someone told us at some point we would get it. Ten years from now and it's not even a relevant platform, we will get Spotify. But until then, we're figuring it out. Um, bet update. We will be shaving the letters FNC into the side of our heads. We're going to be doing it in oh. L.A. in between the playing stage and the group stage. Don't um, tell wait, our... Does Martin produces. also doing that? Yeah, Martin's also doing that. But how you have a lot of hair on the side of your head. No, like he can do it. Yeah, no, but uh Martin we have an alter Martin's gonna get it in the back and I'm gonna get it on the side. He's got a lot more hair back there. It's <laughs> not fully decided yet. Where um, we're gonna talk to the barber. We're figuring it the out. The only problem and here And you can't grow chest hair either. Wait, you don't know that. <laughs> chest hair. No, I do, because I remember true. the I've watched all of your episodes. Yeah. I know that you struggled to grow hair on your face. Damn. I can only imagine it's even um, harder. This is our guest. This is definitely <laughs> not what we need this to be Frost discussing. This is Frost Curran. She's here in Europe. Uh, you probably saw her at the start. <laughs> this is always the awkward thing as we do our intro, but there's also a person here. Uh, it's yeah. difficult. We're figuring it out. Um, and just as, as an update, guys, a lot of you have been asking over the last few weeks, like, when's the next episode? What's going on? This is the last episode of Euphoria for the season. That doesn't mean that, you know, Martin or Frost or whoever might not make an appearance or might make an appearance on the dive they're still free to do that there still might be some european presence across the podcast i feel like i would only do it if we always agreed to merge the two oh. with the name so like maybe an episode of dive for you which was coming. very popular i believe had like a million views or something we oh, could yeah. do that again i think a billion really it was, a, it was probably an absolute close banger. to a billion yeah um and so as an update, we will be doing this next year. What it looks like, we're not entirely sure, but you will be getting a weekly podcast. And most likely, uh, when we have a you know better idea of what's coming the next year, we'll do some off-season stuff, roster rumors, that kind of thing. You know, oh. the stuff that gets, that gets the people going. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I love roster rumors. <laughs> some of them are so random. How many careers can get ruined by rumors that people just believe yeah. with no credible evidence? <sighs> We'll find someone out. on Twitter told someone that something is happening, so it must be true. I know Odamna uh, definitely. Oh yeah, suffered. is uh, not too happy with roster rumors. We can talk about that one another time. But Frosco, you're here in Europe. We're so happy to have you on this podcast. But it's not just the podcast that you're here for. You want to do it? You want me to do it? You want, you want to I thought we were gonna. <laughs> what's How you doing? happening right How here? How you doing? I'm trying to play uh, shocked. Oh, yeah. shocked face. Uh, I'm going to be joining the EULCS broadcast in 2019. I don't know what this sounds like on the mic. I'm so sorry if this is abrasive, but yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Oh, God. Well, I'm excited about this. We've known for, for a little bit. We finally got you over here after all the LPL playoffs have come through. But I think there's going to be a lot of people wondering how and why that Chinese fangirl is now becoming, correct me if I'm wrong, that European fangirl. I did lock down the Reddit name. I do have it now. <laughs> you will see me on Reddit. It's that European fangirl if you'd like to uh, tag me. Yes. That's interesting. I can't get rid of my name. I have to make a new account, but I don't want to make a new account. I yeah. still have Ryan Fischio. Yeah, I know mine's so Fischio. awkward. <laughs> if I want to comment in any other Reddit thread, I'm Riot Draco. So I'm like, this is just weird anywhere else. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's so good when they don't know because then you just like respond to a question like with in-depth information. Like, how the fuck? Oh, excuse me. Can I curse? <laughs> 
Figure sure. it out. Yeah, I mean, we just censor it just later. Just never pause after, because when it gets muted out, it sounds weird. Yeah, if it goes it's literally like, like, la, la, la. Oh, my God, what did I just do? <laughs> and then people are like, what happened there? You know, so just uh, keep going. I probably should have asked beforehand, like, what the... Um, we should have figured it out. Yeah. Uh, but nice briefing, host. I miss the beep sounds we used to <laughs> have. Oh, people, yeah. You guys oh, yeah. should actually beep. get a soundboard. I actually think that there's a huge missing avenue where we don't have soundboard access on Analyst Desk or Cast. You're, you're a thinker. Yeah. We but, need soundboard uh, access. Before we go back to your announcement, which is the important thing here, mm. yes. uh, we actually did, uh, for a moment during the spring split when we had the beep sounds, we were discussing uh, using <laughs> player sounds instead, and we took the kissing laugh, and we wanted to use the kissing laugh every time someone would say, you know, the F word, but it would just be super weird. Then we had a duck sound yep. as well for a Wait. moment, but <laughs> ended up just being... Was uh, that just, it? Just yeah, cut it, it out. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I kind of missed the kissing I want laugh. the hip-hop air horn for Caster Desk. Before, <laughs> I'm sorry, this is the worst announcement of all time. We're it so is. derailed, but try, I do need... Try again. Riot Games, please give me a hip-hop like... Bah, 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 for when I'm casting <laughs> so Martin can hit it when we get really hype in a team fight. That's all I asked for. But the other thing we asked for was Frostgrown to come join us on the EULCS. We're so excited to have you here. But like I said, people are going to want to know why. So why don't you walk us through like... Why Europe? Why now? What uh, what motivated this kind of decision? Yeah, so I started my casting career actually in Europe when I was doing GoForLol. Uh, the time zone simply was just better, and so I did the European scene for a long time. So I've actually have been around casting a lot of the challenger players who have now become pro players um, for a good portion. I would wake up really early in the morning, cast uh, European GoForLols, and then I would go into work and come back. Um, my analyst in my coaching uh, background before I became a shoutcaster was also in the European scene. I used to coach uh, Dignitas EU, which then promoted and became Splice. Um, so I got to work with the Splice boys, which now have scattered across yes, the uh, the ULCS, which is actually really cool. So shout outs to Wonder, Kavi, and Senkats. Can you give us the one? Danish boys? Yeah, the, the Danish, Danish boys. boys. Oh my Martin goodness! Happy. Can you give us like a fun <laughs> a, a fun fact, like a world? So let's say Wonder. Do you have a world's fun fact for Wonder so that people might not know? This is what I used to do. Um, I was only head coach for them, so I was their analyst, and then I was only head coach for them for a short period when we were transitioning coaches. We went undefeated during the time that I was head coach. They didn't play a game. <laughs> <laughs> It was fine. Um, but what I would do is uh, they were really, really young at the time. And so there'd be some, you know, infighting and like the vent stuff. And I'd, I'd pull them into side channels and I'd have like sync hooks. And Keep like, wasn't, this, one person goes, this is all team speak. This so is all like, team yeah, speak. She's, she's, she's just pulling them aside. America. She's not yeah. like pulling yeah. them out of the room. She's pulling them into a different team speak lobby <laughs> to, to go. And I, I pull in. It's 100% true. You could ask them. Ask them. They will confirm this. And I'd be like, sync hooks, I know it's difficult right now. But you just have to be aware that you're the best player. So I need you to step up because you have to be the carry you're the mid laner so you have the original. biggest champion pool and he'd be like oh, okay yeah i know frost i'm really sorry and i'm like i just i expect more from you and then i'd send him away and then i'd pull in wonder and I'd be like wonder you're the carry of the team yeah. <laughs> you're, you're the star here <laughs> you so, need to be the one to step up is this the plot of house of cards like season five it's just like, <laughs> like the coach that just tells every player they're the best and eventually they talk to each other and they're like wait she told me I was the best. Like, <laughs> and that's how they're now scattered across the. No. Yeah, that's smart, man. <laughs> the short-term value right there is great. The long-term might be an issue. I mean, when you only need them to qualify for EU LCS, yeah. short-term is probably got an it okay over the finish line. line. It was fine. So. Because yeah, you work with the team when they played and qualified, and then after they qualified, you became full-time caster. Um, right before they were about to go into their qualifications, I got the call to become a shoutcaster, and so I left them. So I wasn't with them as they promoted in, but leading up to it, and then I also helped find the replacement that helped qualify them, which was uh, Raz from the LPL. Mm -hmm. Cool. So basically, all the history of Frost coming from the LPL was a lie. 
you were actually always from Europe. I, and I always say that my favorite team was always Moscow Five. Uh, when I first saw Moscow Five come onto the international scene and they were playing that super crazy style where you know the support was roaming around with the jungler and then um, they would play heavy roam mid laners and like appear in the enemy jungle and just attack quickly. I was like, I wish every team played really aggressive and fast pace. And people were like, do we have a region for you? So technically Moscow Five was just the gateway drug into mm. the LPL. And now we've come full circle. And we've gotten rid of them. They're no longer in the EU <laughs> hey, LCS. But Gambit... <laughs> At Worlds. At Worlds, baby. Great planes group as well. Diamond Prox. Ooh, PvP Steos. Kira, Edward. When There's been to, some changes. Yeah, but when I got to cast, I, I can't even remember how I got to cast Alex Ish, but I did get to cast and uh, host a show with him at one point. It was a very surreal moment because obviously on the LPL, we see the professional players sometimes when we're getting makeup, but I can't talk to them. There's right. a huge language barrier. Um, and I just remember like sitting in a, a room with Alex and I was like, oh my God, you have no idea, but you have been my favorite player for so long. It's totally fine. Uh. I got a little uh, fun fact here. The, I'm 95% sure this is true, uh, but I could be slightly wrong. Uh, when <laughs> Alex Ish got uh, rank one for the first time on the EU server, he did it by killing me about seven times <laughs> in the mid lane. <laughs> and while I was getting hard flamed, he announced to the world that he was getting rank one. Um, so I... This might might have been his first time or his second time, but so I remember at least him getting rank one by killing me. What you need to understand here is that all great things... For in one way or another, come from Deficio. Because would you really have loved there. Alex each as much as if he wasn't rank one? And would he have yeah. gotten rank one if there wasn't a mediocre mid laner going toe-to-toe, <laughs> <It's> -to -toe <laughs> <I think> it's <laughs> running it down for seven kills? It, it, really, it's Deficio <laughs> we have to be thanking. I mean, Thank I've you. heard your prep is like pretty intense, but like sacrificing yourself out of office hours like that. He, it's he, what I do. It's many years ago, uh, I knew we needed Alex to be the number one player in Europe in order for him and Moscow 5 to succeed back then, to then make you interested in Moscow 5, oh, to then get interested in China, yeah, to then cast China, but realize that you had to return back to Europe. I'm so actually a double agent now. It's all oh. it's all there, you know? Cool. It's, it's all, it's like, it actually could be a movie. I think people would criticize the plot a little bit and there would be some uh, some issues. But I don't know, there'd be a really interesting B-plot. <laughs> well, Why is Martin Fisher longer the producer, the executive producer, and the main star of the movie? What's going on here? I think like that's how great Deadpool movies thing. are made. Hey, look, I'm all about it. Uh, of course, if you guys want um, more context, you know, about like Frostgrown coming to Europe, I think there's going to be a twit longer slash a medium post. I can actually hit this out of the park if you actually need me to yeah, like Yeah, you want to just like this. give them the... Give them the, give uh, them the so spiel. the down low is, is that it wasn't a decision that was made lightly. We've been in talks for uh, in a long time. I actually think if you go back to an interview that I did in 2014, I also talked about like dream would be to join the European uh, broadcast. Um, I have a ton of friends over in this broadcast. Daniel, I've known you for years before we became shotcasters. light I cast initially in the LPL with uh, Pyrotechnics, so from like holistically speaking, I have a lot of friends over in Europe, um, and it just is, uh, it's a broadcast with resources and tools, and a lot of creativity, and just what you guys have kind of redone with bringing on Euphoria and how you change up your analyst desk, super exciting from that perspective. We did, so did. did good. Thanks. I feel yeah, a little bit sad you, when you mentioned Dracos and Pyra as your friends, and I was just sitting in the and middle. The but now <laughs> I'm happy because the set got brought in, so it's okay. If someone comes to you and is just like, it I will give win. you the opportunity to work with uh, Deficio, Quickshot, and Shocks. I mean, nothing against you know Dash, Jat, and I'm trying to think of the equivalent over there. Let's say Freak. Kobe. Oh no, you're looking for play by play. Yeah, yeah or yeah, you, you know what I mean. Like these are 
you guys are the best in your positions or one of the best in your positions. And, and so I it's love like, you. Oh, even more. I'm going to raise my <laughs> hands exactly. and try them anyway. You didn't get Vedius and Dracus in there, so I appreciate it. You know, we got, we got to keep Vedius down a little we got bit. Vedius uncontrollable ego. Oh, I wound ego. him up so badly oh, yesterday. God. It was fun to watch. The thing watch. is, to call him Shredius, and he no. would be so proud. He does look quite... He's oh. kind of like a wombat. They just get more dense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what he was right. aiming for. <laughs> uh... Thank you for the context, Frost. This episode is, of course, not just about Frost Grun joining the EULCS, but it's also about worlds. Now, the dive already Oh, I thought did. we were done. No, that's it. 12 minutes. <laughs> yeah, goodbye. Yeah, that was the last one, episode 13. <laughs> Unlucky. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's for 13 minutes. <laughs> nice. We spent 12 minutes. Your day right there, Trevor. Yeah, I have a timer. It's almost 13 minutes, exactly. If we, <laughs> if we just BS for 20 more seconds, we can get out of here quick. Um, so group draw reaction, Dive already kind of talked about the groups overall, so we're going to be doing a few different things today. We have a game, we'll do our own little group draw reaction talk, share our opinions, okay. our unique original opinions. Are we calling in Papa Smith uh, as well so we get, no, you know... To, no. be, to be fair though, before we get into this, I just like disclaimer, uh, my flight got cancelled and I didn't sleep for 24 hours and then I immediately flew, I think I got yeah, here. Yeah, so the original plan was to have you announced at the end of the episode, yeah. but mm. we think you might be catatonic and passed out on the table by the end of the episode. But if you see the camera move just to be in Draco, <laughs> so you know why. That's all I want to say if it just i you see my brain like freeze over that's what happened i've finally actually just stroked out and we have collapsed euphoria i mean i'd like to join in on that potential excuse <laughs> i had a 40 minute flight it was pretty long i was in the middle row of an easy jet flight oh, of an easy jet and i had to put my bag in between my legs because there's no room everyone uh, says at the top so easy jet are bad but i actually had a lovely no, experience fine it's just they're you always sold for. out you they're also, always sold out yeah it's and that's it you, you get know. what you pay for it's dirt cheap yeah. You get what you pay for. You get a flight. You get nothing else, but you get a flight. It's true, but again, you know, 40 minutes is a lot, so my brain might not be 100% up to speed. Okay. So I'm with you there, Frost. Excuses. I'm a bit jet lagged. Classic. We're going to talk about excuses later as well, but the first thing I want to do, I want to play a game. <clears throat> We've be BSing for 14 minutes, so of course this is the perfect time to play a game. <laughs> um, we could have thought about this more ahead of time, maybe. All right, so <clears throat> there is a name for this game, but I don't know what it is. But basically, I have, I'm going to show this to the, you guys look away. I have all. 12 of the currently qualified groups teams written on a sheet of paper. We'll get a graphic beforehand showing you what group it is too because I'm going to guess that you guys can't read from that distance, which is fine. Um, I'm going to give one of these slips to someone. They're going to put it on their head. Mm. And then the other person, or other two people rather, have to give them clues that cannot include region, cannot include player names, cannot include placement, so mm. you couldn't say second, third, first seed, et cetera, stuff like that, to try to guess which of the 12 teams it is. So you're not going to say anything about region. Like, I can't say, like, terrible NA team. That's not... No. No, so just terrible But you could team. say huge disappointment. Right. You could say never make it out of okay. groups. Forever fourth. Yeah, Forever yeah. fourth would be fine for, for team Cause I did, So it's funny. We played this game now. I didn't know we were going to do it. I watched Inglorious Bastards yesterday. Oh. And the scene in the basement... You mean Inglorious Quack? <laughs> Uh, yeah, and glorious kissing laugh. Uh, they have to put the cards on the <laughs> yep, head as well, yep. and then they play with the. Uh, the Is guy that when there. he gets caught for doing this? Or yeah, yeah. When he says three uh, with his fingers the wrong way, the not the German way. Uh, that's everyone when they come to Germany. It's their first fun fact that they revealed. The there video. you go. So it, I'm actually really because I, I love that scene, and now we are playing the same game. Like it's pretty crazy. And if you lose. I'll shoot you. <laughs> shoot me. There you go. There you go. Fine. That's okay. I'm in. I'm Just all like in. the movie. All, All right. right, I'm gonna shovel these up. Uh, yeah. Frosco, you're new here, so we'll let you go first. So oh. I have to put it on my forehead. Yeah. So don't please just don't look down because no. like oh, okay, these are printed on the yeah, thinnest sheet of white it's paper. It's a piece of paper. I'll be okay. 
right. Just give her something. I don't know. I can see what they are, and it's ruining it. And right. I have to guess. Let me. I, I can't see anything. Wait, no. Oh, you guys can see. I'm about to yeah, show yeah, you. Yeah, she's about to show us. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. Put that on your head. Oh, no. Oh. I'm already going to guess it's a Vietnamese team if you just said, oh, no. It's insane! You're so good at this game! It's Farmboo Buffalo! It's also an animal! Also, apologies to the team, there's an accent above the U. I could not find out how to get it in on word processor, so it's just not there. And Great I know it's game, though. Frost 1-0. You're, 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 you're like, why would they this. ever say, oh no? I don't know why, but it's an animal. There you go. That would have been fine. You got it. Do that I get the record? Place fast. You're, you won. Alright, alright. Okay. Martin, you're next. You, you, can, right. you, can, you can hold on to it. We'll count can that I, as Can you. I... Uh, Get the same. It's yours. This is a oh, souvenir now. This is now my point. Yeah. I don't know if the thing is. Points. I feel. Can we lose? This, this is going to be another 1907 Fenerbahce. <clears throat> I think you just say PVB and then oh, you're I think fine. You just say the Buffaloes. The oh, or, can we say the Buffaloes? Why not? I don't know. We've I mean, been called Buffalo. After 1907 Fenerbahce, I think we realize is a broadcast. Sorry, not 1907 uh, Fenerbahce Esports. It's 1907 Fenerbahce Esports. 1906 Fenerbahce. It? No, no, not that. We're not mocking them. I'm just saying we've learned. 1907. <laughs> but it, that was like the only payoff that we had to repeat for that is that you finally then got to say so the They Fender botched it. Yeah, that was a good yeah, time. I guess that's the only thing. All right, let's go. <laughs> Give me something. All right. You put this on your head. I'm gonna, Frost, you always get to go first because I like thought I got to cut these out and the think smile about each one of them. Is really good. Is it an NA team? Is, uh, oh, no. How do I want to say this? I want to make like a breakfast pun. Can you not clue into why? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you want to go that way? I think there's, there's the freebie one, though. What's the freebie one? Well, I don't want to say the freebie because you'll get it. No. Just say something. Wait, <laughs> okay, no. Uh, then I'll give you my obscure abstract one to try to make this difficult. Uh, how do I want to say it? Canadian syrup? Ooh. <laughs> so the first thing I think about is maple. And... That's really easy then. Yeah. Because that would be flash rules. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Mine was just going to be top heavy, and I think you immediately would have got it. Yeah, Wait, I mean, I thought about, about a top, top laner then, but. I think you shouldn't have said syrup. I feel like syrup was too easy. Why? You, you, just, say, you just say waffles, pancakes. The moment you said breakfast, my brain was like, team breakfast. breakfast I would just be like, breakfast, breakfast. Player breakfast. The McDonald's McGriddle. Because we used to have a place called Pancake. With what? Mm. And you go, maple syrup. I really mm. like breakfast sandwiches. It's something I don't get as much in Impressive. Europe. All right. I would have said anime. Oh, that's good. Because I learned from uh, Jess's and Hansama. All right, going to be you two, but I want to be you. <laughs> you know Wait, the you have to share the camera. <laughs> We're going to make sure, sorry, Ooh. whoever has to edit this in post-production, that they put some kind of lower third there, because Wait, there's I'm, no way anyone can read this. You want to go first? Tough draw. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I know I know what it is, but only because we've had a behind-the-scenes conversation. Do you have any other creative hints? Um, um, baseball? Oh, 100, I mean, 100 Thieves. A streetwear. There uh, you go. What, is it COD or is it Halo? I would be COD. COD. Yeah, because that's, yeah, it's 100 that's Thieves. That's nature. It's upside down, too. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess... 100 Thieves. This game so is, far, this game is really easy. Well, I mean, the thing is, is there's only 12 teams. It's true. All right, we got to be uh, more creative. I was creative. originally going to play it with world's excuses, Wait, is it my turn again? but after a yeah, test yeah. run, uh, I found out that it's really hard. Because <clears throat> literally, the only one that's easy is mm. sandbagging, because mm -hmm. you just mm -hmm. say China 2015. All right, so, hmm, that's a good one. It's a good one. Ooh. Starcraft. And well, then what? I would assume it would be a Korean team. Mm -hmm. 
What? How does that make any sense? Well, think about it. <laughs> no, I have no idea what you're talking about, dude. Think about a name. <laughs> I don't know oh, anything. Jeez. Okay. I know Zerg Rush in StarCraft, and that's about it. Okay, so that, think, for, want, for the I first want, time, the first clue didn't actually about, reveal it. I want you to think about Terran. Okay, I've played StarCraft. Well, this is how this went. They loaded it up. They're like, you're going to love this game. It's going to make you a hardcore gamer. And then I just spent like 40 hours playing the one where you're on like the ice and you're like the little Zerg and you have to like move them through the obstacle course. All right, we'll move away from StarCraft then if that's not revealing <laughs> yeah, anything. Yeah, let's... Uh, um, Ooh. The only person that can match you in terms of flamboyant dress shirts... Yamato Cannon. It's that Vitality. That was so obvious. Really? You feel like... Yeah. yeah. That was... Like, which are the coach or yeah, player could that be? Close. You're right. That sucked. I what? It. StarCraft? Yamato Cannon. Yamato Cannon. Is the ability on the battlecruiser in StarCraft. The first time he was on the Also, shout out to worse. whoever comes out of the woodwork to get really upset that she didn't know that. Because someone will come out <laughs> like, how do you not know that? It's the, most, it's the best esports game of all time. How can you not know every ability name? Did not hear Yamato when he was like... <laughs> Trying to do like uh, voiceovers from StarCraft when the he was on the analyst of Shurima. He could do that too. Yeah, dude. Oh uh, my god. That man's a poison. All right, all right. For butter. the first time, the Yamato first should be our didn't sound. actually get it. All right, well, good. We're good. All right. Let's do it. One more each, I guess. Yeah, there's just too many teams. We could do speed rank. I would like a Chinese team at some point. Uh, I mean, I'm we not don't know. Picking. Put this on here. There you go. Oh, I got you. Want to go first? Um, I, how hard do we want? I feel speed. like we'll just, we'll just speed run it. Monte Cristo. I mean, it's KT. Boom. <laughs> Got him. Man. We know too many things. I know. We're going to speed run it. Mm. Sounds like a uh, fruit drink. Hmm. Sounds like a fruit drink. <laughs> like, a, like a Fanta. Roster. Oh, Africa. 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 Dude, that one's tough. No, it's not. Wait, 10-man roster? You instantly got it, man? Someone else must be using a 10-man roster. Uh, no? t what? You got At it. Worlds? Who else is using a 10-man roster world? I just feel like someone else must have tried to utilize a 10-man roster. Did Frosco go? Well, no. I've already seen it because well, you've thrown it to the light. You go. You just hold it. I go. Hold it on your brain. Mm. NA's only hope. Oh, I said NA. Damn oh, it. Oh, you did. Forever Force. Uh, I would have uh, said, uh, said, said if you can't beat them, buy them. That <laughs> would have been my That would have been my Golden clue. <laughs> Am I getting close here? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because you used to be on this team. I hold as on well. to if you can't beat them, buy them. I like that one. I'm going to say Team Liquid. Yeah, you're right. All right, Frosca, this one's for you. I don't know if that's true now that I think about the statement NA's only hope. <laughs> Statistically, <laughs> it's not. Mm. It must be a Chinese team. Mm. Yes, let's know. Mm. Ooh, mm. Hextech Jace. It's <sighs> <laughs> oh, so hard to speed run now. Yeah. Uh, not happy. Mad. LMS team. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, come on. That's some loose. That's some loose hinting there, Martin. All right, Martin again. <laughs> wait, wait, this is. Are we speed running it still? I yeah. mean, you have yeah. to at this point. Okay. We gotta uh, finish this uh, dumb game. Not, <laughs> um, Don't say a region. Not. What's I wanna? That's no, fine. The only fans as scary as TSM. The what? Sorry. The only <laughs> fan base as scary as TSM. So it's fanatic. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I think this says a lot more about you guys than it does about the teams. 
<clears throat> uh, probably gonna crash and burn. Dotty Award. Oh, uh, just gaming or another Chinese team. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was a good first guess, I guess. <laughs> All right, Frosco. Mm. I think there's only Chinese teams remaining. Yay! <laughs> oh, interesting. Interesting. Right. Uh, one of the worst names. Edward Gaming. Oh, mm. Twelve teams in nice groups. flame what? right there. What? Are you can <laughs> see already? All right, process you elimination. You've seen it already. Process elimination. Yeah, I'm gonna guess here. Uh, team who should not have made worlds. Ooh. Um. Yeah. Yeah, definitely a team uh, who should pig not. Pig farmer. Really? Uh, <laughs> you think Gen G has the worst name? I said it's one of the worst. Okay. Wait, I thought we had EDG left. No, they're, they're playing. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Team when you said a team that couldn't oh, make worlds, oh, I thought you were hard trolling. I'd already seen it. No, yeah, for they some reason, suck. I thought EDG, because you said EDG. I was like, oh, yeah, it must be EDG left. Well, everyone always bitches about their name. They're named after their owner. I'm so sorry, Edward. <laughs> but Gen G is not a great name. I just think GG is pretty cool. I don't know. If you, you could I just be called GG Look, then. This was pretty loose. Let's talk about League of Legends. Yeah, um, we needed more teams for this one. But again, I mean, uh, I we will got say. Some, we got some classic moments where <laughs> we just clearly gave it away or cheated. Good good uh, <laughs> ethics there, team. Yeah, when you just looked at yours, that was unfair. I didn't. I thought you guys had already said that I had gotten it. No, no. Well, there's miscommunication. EDG's not even at World. Oh, group You both yet. thought like three different teams were EDG. Because uh, <laughs> we got confused. They've gone to five consecutive world championships. It's true. I know because I wrote that intro and then Pastry Time got through. Ah, that's something I'm salty. Pastry Time did a good job, but we were supposed to record it and then I sent my voice recordings and then they got denied. Look, I recorded all of them j along shocks. We recorded the same exact thing and they picked shocks video. I'm almost 100% sure it's because more people care about shocks and she probably did a better job of recording, but I'm also a little <laughs> upset, you know? They should have put an inferior product on to make me feel better. That's what. <laughs> that's how I feel that's, about it. I'm that's why you didn't play them, right? <laughs> so we put you on. <laughs> it's part of Worlds. No, I mean you, not oh, the okay. part of it that we actually put you on that. Ah, uh, yes. No, I look forward to Planes. Planes is hype. But I guess we got a double flame in there, but it was actually supposed to just be on you. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we're going to be talking about uh, main group stage groups. Four main group stage groups. <laughs> what is it actually called? There was just, I just like how you stage. tried to like main stage. You got mad at him stage. for thinking that he insinuated something about plants, and you just did it yourself. I know. All right, let's talk about main I'm stage. I'm the host. I'm allowed to be a hypocrite. All right, so there's a reminder for everyone. Group A is Flash Wolves. Afrika. Afrika. Oh, as we, what we Afrika. should do is, I think instead of listing all the groups, we if we're gonna talk group by group, just list it then. Because if you list it all now, I'm gonna forget. Well, he, he tried to right now. You interrupt. Yeah, I don't want to go group by group because that's what the dive did. People already watched the dive, maybe. So are you just gonna take like first impressions? So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna run through as a reminder for our audience, and then we will talk about it. I also, we want bold predictions. Oh, we're gonna do that right after this. Oh and yeah. And talk about EU's hope at Worlds. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. oh. We're hopeful. It's a good year. Yeah, you know what? <clears throat> I've seen worse. Flash Wolves, Afrika Freaks, Fongvu Buffalo, or PVB. I think we'll probably butcher the pronunciation there. Apologies. Uh, group B is RNG, Genji, and Team Vitality. Group C is KT Rolster, Mad Team, and Team Liquid. And Group D is Fnatic, 100 Thieves, and Invictus Gaming. First off the bat, uh, the dive called Group B, the Group of Death. I don't think anyone here is going to disagree with that. That is the group of murder. I mean, what's the the? It's from the perspective then of the Western team, so Team Vitality right now. I think the Group of Death. I am always or I guess I will get in that group if everything goes as planned in planes. But here's the thing: there's always that that caveat. You say it's the group of death because the idea is is that you have no chance of getting out of it. But if you have really competitive teams across the board, um, 
then it's very likely that it's going to come down to tiebreakers or that someone will take games off of each other. I mean, theoretically, doesn't that mean that you have more of a chance of getting out? Because it's... Have we released the uh, the time frames? Like, do people know what the the format looks like? But it's just yeah. eight days. Yeah, like just the eight days just, as no opposed to having yeah. week two, which I think is a yeah. huge uh, a huge benefit and also then throws a wrench into all of that because it's less time for teams to go back internally, scrim, yep. figure it out, prepare, and move forward. So a team like Vitality could be a sucker punch. I, I mean, I agree. I also think it's worth highlighting that the world champions lost to 1907 Fenerbahce in groups uh, last year. And Samsung almost didn't make it out. Uh, G2 were actually ahead in that game and were like winning. And if G2 had beaten them in that last game, they would have knocked them out because they also lost to 1907 Fenerbahce and we wouldn't have Samsung as a world champion. So when people look at this group, the fact that people are already saying it's 100% RNG and Gen G, well, uh, we kind of said the same thing. I wanted to say the same thing last year. And then suddenly you get a team like Samsung losing these games. It is best of one. It is so difficult. Uh, one, in terms of prep, because uh, are you going to go back and watch like 50 Vitality games? Yeah, like, like who are you going to prep for? Not even 50 games in the ULCS, man. You can't even best do of that. one. What are you going to research? <laughs> you got Gen G and RNG in your group. You have to think that teams only have a limited amount of time. They're going to prep for one of those two teams. And I don't think that... I mean, most teams going into Worlds will actually focus just on themselves. I yep. mean, like, this is what we need to do. This is how we're going to play the game. And then Kiki's Flash Bear Slap Level 2 shows up, and we just like, bam, you know, and then Vitality yeah. can win. <laughs> so uh, I, I, I'm 100% with Frosky in terms of, like, when RNG and GNG are in the group, you're always going to be like, well, this is pretty done. But GNG, uh, like, they... They look great in the gauntlet, but like before that, it wasn't exactly all was roses and sunshine. The the important thing is like format. If this was a best of five double round, oh, round yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like then you'd say absolutely a hundred percent Gen G RNG make it out of this group. But because it's eight days, because it's best of one, I honestly think anyone could pop out of that group because of how just working backstage, working as a coach, I know how teams like to prep things get overlooked, surprising things happen, and suddenly yep. you're in a tiebreaker yeah. scenario in a high-pressure situation. And I just love it because every year... Uh, the don't same, cry, don't the, cry. I, don't yeah, cry. it's emotional for me. <laughs> I know. RNG and Genji get pulled into a European team every year. Uh, but I always love this thing because people are always like, cheese is terrible. And then when a European team uses cheese, they're like, we got him, we got RNG. <laughs> and then when like, you know, no, the, Vietnamese team, cheese. the Vietnamese team comes out and there's a level six nocturne at like five minutes, we're like, honestly, who could prepare for this cheese? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, this is not how you play League of Legends. So I'm looking forward to more of that. Uh, that's gonna be a good time. One of no, my but uh, um, again, to go back also on the best one, the, the opposite like Albus Nox Luna, Taking down Rock's Tigers is probably yeah. one of the biggest surprises we've ever had. Um, INTZ. INTZ Kaboom. beating EDG was expected because EDG would always underperform. So, we're, you know, now we're used to it. But yes. uh, if, if you look at, like, Vitality, like, they're better than INTZ and Albus Nox Luna, you know, going into Worlds. They are extremely creative when it comes to level ones, when it comes to early game planning around kickers specifically. They love red side so they can get counter picks, especially for bot lane, but also ideally for the jungle. Like they will flex stuff around just to make sure kickers is in a good spot. And that's the kind of stuff, if you're RNG and Genji, and you probably don't need a game that's super action packed the first 20 minutes because you're actually just insane late game teams, you don't really like facing that in a best of one. So. I think Vitality and also just from, from knowing the players, like they're going to come in, they're going to hit hard from level one. So 
let's just clear something up. The group of death is always like interesting to me because people have different definitions for what it means. Is it just the most stacked group, or is it the group with like the two top teams are so clear that like every other team is just gonna die? Normally, it has to be the most stacked group, in my opinion, yeah. to be the, the group of death. Well, then it's I think clearly the group of death. Um, yeah. Because last year it was G two, Samsung, and RNG, mm -hmm. and it was like okay, all of these three teams are actually really insane. If you know to get out of groups. Yeah. Um, and then we had poor 1907 <laughs> fan of just sitting there. I just think that uh, I don't think Western fans should fear groups of death um, because I think that things do go up in the yeah. air. And I'd probably have to look historically to see kind of how close it's been down to the wire. Maybe it's not close at all and it's just never. I mean, it's Samsung always last like year, right? Yeah, Samsung was close. Uh, and I think the sense Cloud9 is very likely to go in this group. If they do not get drawn first, they're just guaranteed to go into Group B as those are the only two uh, choices that they have. Like, Cloud9 is also a team that, while, yes, they did struggle, they're kind of on this miracle run. Like, it's also, I would consider, like, a comp will be competitive in this group and can take wins off someone. And so, for me, this group is just hype, just across all eight days, because yeah. especially because there's no break. It's literally just, yeah, like, constant action. And I think um, a big thing I try to look at going into Worlds is less about how was their form the last couple of weeks of the split they played, more about, okay, what's the ceiling of this team if they mm. get you know, Korean solo queue, different kind of scrims than they normally do, and they get to adapt to a new patch. Some teams are slow. Some teams want time. Like, I'm going to use G2 from last year, now that we talk about this group with RNG and Samsung, as an example of a team that hated changes. They wanted yeah. the same game every time, and they didn't. They were not innovative at all, so they were not really that scary in a group stage format. But Vitality are the opposite. And I think they still have so many things to work on because, let's be honest here, the after 20 minutes, Vitality are not that scary. Mm -hmm. Like they still struggle when it comes to properly setting up, you know, Baron or cleanly snowballing a game in the late game and like completely finish it. But the first 20 minutes can be super detailed, super planned, and I think there's so many things they can still work on. And because they play this early game style, I look at the games against RNG and Genji and I say, you know what? I think we're gonna get uh, two different kind of games. We're going to get two games where the early game fails and Vitality get destroyed. And we're just like, ah, okay, whatever. You know, the, the first five minutes went wrong. Uh, MLXG is playing for RNG and he's picked out three kills already. You know, it's terrible. Everything is bad. But then we're going to get two other games against these teams where they actually succeed in the early game, get a couple of thousand gold in terms of gold lead, get past 20 minutes, and we start hyping the chance of them actually winning but we have to always respect the late game is just way better for Anji and Genji and the comeback potential is probably very high, but it could happen. So I'm actually, I'm glad Vitality is the team we put in there from the Western regions because mm -hmm. I think they're mm -hmm. the one a team with the best chances to actually do something really cool against these teams. No, I 100% agree. That's what I was winding up Vidius about in the <laughs> office just the other day. I actually think that um, I have more faith, I guess a bold prediction, that Vitality would go 1-1 with RNG than Jinji would go 1-1, which isn't to say that Vitality is a better team than Jinji, but I think stylistically, because of a lot of the things that you mentioned, the fact that they do have a strong early game, that they can be very surprising, that it's almost nothing to lose. They're young, they're still learning, now they get this environment and access to all of these different resources. Um, and because of RNG stylistically, that Vitality could absolutely just sucker punch. Whereas Jinji and uh, RNG, they have a lot of history between these two teams. Yep. I'm sure, I mean, Korean and LPL teams scrim, I would have no reason to doubt that those teams probably ran into each other over the scrims. They probably know each other a lot more than they're going to know the European teams. And it's just going to be 
the one-two punch. And people would be like, but how could you say that? You know, it's like it's Uzi and it's Ming's bot lane and Vitality's not necessarily known for... I think it's bot lane strong, but I think it's bot lane strong in its creativity as opposed to um, just like its raw mechanical ability. And I think that that's actually quite... I think a lot of teams try to say that just survive Uzi when when we saw actual success at taking down RNG at MSI it was when Doublelift planted his feet and was like no 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 we're going to take the stronger matchup I believe it, he took the Caitlyn I think it was and decided to yeah and decided to go toe to toe with Uzi and shut him down or prioritize having the bottom side of the map and I think Vitality could look to do that instead of just ignoring their bottom lane and giving RNG yep, the strength. But no Caitlyn. We're getting Lux Pike every game. I mean, you that can That was get... a fun game to watch. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of stuff you can play. A lot of the eight carries Uzi will play will probably not be lane bullies either. Yep. Like, a lot of them are more focused on scaling. He's probably going to play Vayne, I, you know, in this. The scary thing, though, is that I think Vayne might... I have to look more at the patch, but I'm like, I, what is the Q buff, isn't it? So you get more... Pull it up. Uh, Drake is my man. You can pull up. I think it's about correctly. defining where Vayne's going to it's slot. It's 818, I believe, and not 19. Oh, 818? Um, but yeah, I mean, so the thing is, yeah. Vayne already got played a bit. Kaisa, uh, If people are going to continue playing a lot of tanks, you know, it's Uzi. So I think Vayne will definitely be at some point be Oh, a he'll pick. play, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's, um, it's tumble cooldown at early ranks is decreased. It used to be 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, and now it starts at 4 and goes down to 2. And the question is, like, like will that transition her into... My only question was, will that transition her into more of a lane bully and how Uzi will play it versus the idea that Vayne's always been very weak in lane phase? I mean, it's just like... She, she doesn't has, be able to punish it. Yeah, it's just... She still has no wave clear, right? So if there's, like, a Varus in that lane, she still cannot. Like, maybe she can start to trade with the Caitlyn better, so that specific matchup doesn't feel quite as abusive, but, like, Ash, Forrest... He will pick lanes that you can counterpick. Mm -hmm. Vitality wants to counterpick bot lane. And then uh, we have seen them actually have Kikis go bot lane multiple times in the early game. We've seen Chizuke when he plays roaming go bot lane many times. Like, there is a lot of ways Vitality can try and punish that, uh, which again is why Group B is going to be so exciting. But I am I am 100% sure we're going to have a couple of the games where we hype up this potential early game and for Vitality, and then the first gank or invade or whatever just fails completely, or someone dies in lane and it just crashes. Like That will happen as well. Live so, fast, die young. Yeah, yes. I'm ready for, for both sides of this team. Mm. But again, as I said before, I actually think of any team you can put in there, I'm happy it's Vitality. And Frostgarn, are you, are you nervous at all? Talking about RNG potentially being vulnerable here uh, in this situation against an early game team, that if you get, let's say, a Cloud9 that's on form and is playing in the early game, is there any fear in the back of your mind that RNG might go out in groups? Um, no, just because I have a lot of faith in the infrastructure of RNG. One of the biggest uh, upgrades that they made and a lot of the reason why they've started to surge was behind the scenes, taking Hart and Kesman, the former. Kesman's now taken, I think, four different teams to Worlds and picked up multiple domestic championships. And his story in itself is quite cool, um, kind of coming from Korea over into the LPL. But I will say this, and I would say this, I'll, sure, I'll say this for European teams next year because I think that people just don't really get a wide picture of like behind the scenes where you like pull back the curtain and really see the inner workings burnout is a thing and uh i understand sandbagging memes and jet lag but rng and uzi in particular have been to every single mm -hmm. international event including all stars it has not stopped and the addition of asia games too, asia right? games they and they're moved, not bringing a stop for ad carry and they moved venues um so the lpl has uh franchise venues in the middle of this year they opened up their beijing arena which messes with scrims you're moving your your life and your family over their families live in shanghai their girlfriends live in shanghai they were traveling the team's constantly doing more advertisements so um the team is is tired and so i'm actually very curious how in form i think that 
RNG in particular, I won't talk about IG or EDG so much, um, will start worlds very slow and that they will only get stronger over time. Which is great for Vitality because <laughs> they don't get a week off. Yes. Eight days back to back. Get them in the early game. Get them in the early game. Get them every one of those eight back-to-back days. They can make it happen. Um, but yeah, okay, if Cloud9 joins the group as well, that would be actually pretty sick. Who's the only other potential team that can join? And Cloud9 has LMS, a really great opportunity G-Rex. to also beat uh, you know, LPL teams just because Reaper, as their coach, is I mean, he was EDG's coach for the longest time. He has a great read. He's faced all of these teams multiple times. That's hype. I really, I really hope Cloud9 end up in that I just think now. Reaper's like the LPL kryptonite. That guy just destroys LPL teams. Dude, you're giving NA so much hope right now. This is good. This I got to say one thing about LPL as well. <laughs> the um, RNG are making out of this group. I mean, RNG will make it out. <laughs> RNG will be one of the favorites to win Worlds. But during summer split, regular season, I saw more and more games with less kills than normal. In what? In LPL. Yeah, we got uh, smarter. So uh, that was the story. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I started buying into it a no, little bit. You want me to start poking into your guys' stories? <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, I will say playoffs, um, I, I stepped a little bit away from the, oh, it's so much more about slow and, and macro now. And it's, it's definitely still a lot about fighting, uh, especially with IG going uh, but, to Worlds. Okay, no, no, no. You can't feel like it's about, it's, I don't know about the guy with Invictus. Of course. I know, but <laughs> even RNG, like when you watch RNG play, it's like some of the pick and bands they will do does not tailor to play like, you know, beautiful, sexy macro. It's more like, yeah, you know what? Vayne here is going to be great. Hard losing lane, don't care. We're probably just going to stall mid. And then the team they play against will literally just be like, yeah, I guess there's no answer to Vayne mid lane, right? Like, she's just sitting there. Let's just keep grouping People on her. People don't watch LPL. They're going to be like, the LPL is playing Vayne mid? Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, oh, sorry, <laughs> Vayne going to mid lane then after, you know? And it's, like, it's not even like trying to play the Vayne in side lanes and like play to a strong side or anything. It's yeah. just like, let's put Uzi without wave clear mid. And the enemy team will then randomly walk into mid lane 24-7 and start trying to hit his turret a little bit. And then just a big team fight happens. And I'm like, and it's great because I, I so I'm actually going to say this as a compliment now because I actually think the meta uh, and the current state of League of Legends is much more about strong fighting yeah. and way less about scale for 40 minutes and just don't fight anything. It's really hard to get proper vision. Baron is really easy to bait because you don't barely take any damage from, so you can just dance around Baron for like 10 minutes and eventually someone will have to fight you. Um, so I actually think the Chinese style uh, is, is great. Um, but it was just interesting because I, I had the mindset during the split of like, oh, it's getting a little, it's slowing down a lot more. They're trying to go a bit more, you know, macro focused. But I think it's back to, and it should be back to as well, like let's get insane mechanically gifted players in there Let's give them strong carry champions, and then let's go ham. And I love it. I absolutely love it. I'm really curious on your opinion, because I was talking uh, to Daniel about this last night over dinner. Um, Fnatic. So the the reason why I never at MSI predicted that Fnatic would take down RNG is because I felt that it would always get stalled out to a team fight. And while Fnatic had very strong team fighting in Europe, it just wasn't comparatively to what RNG were doing Agreed. in the LPL. Um, and then we come in, and so people are like, okay, but, you know, Fnatic, they were close, they're, they're ready now. But I just look at how the meta has progressed over Summer Split, and I'm like, unfortunately, I don't think any teams, like, Fnatic didn't really get practice doing that, because the meta then immediately changed into all this, this weird uh, shit, you know, uh, they, they're running two different top laners. And while they are increasing their synergy with, like, their collective roster, which I think does make them stronger, they didn't really get the true full-on 10 weeks of, 
we're going to practice team fighting right before we go back into a meta where I actually think it's, again, the tanks are coming back in, the AD carries, and you already know that the LPL teams are really practiced at that. So it feels a little bit unfortunate that all of the growth that you would think because teams aren't going to be in the same spot that they were in MSI wasn't really the right growth that they needed over the course of 10 weeks for coming into Worlds and what the meta is going to be. So is your question that, like, is this a concern for Deficio and, and European analysts that, like, mm. that Fnatic, our top team, may not be quite as practiced at team fighting, which appears to be the, the way that the game will be played? I mean, in a way, yes. I think Fnatic's... The main reason Fnatic are, you know, just way better than the standard European team is because they can always fall back on team fighting. Mm -hmm. They just have better carries. Like, they yeah. play better team fights than other European teams without being the perfect team fighters on their own. So I 100% agree with your point about Fnatic versus RNG. I, just, I feel like in a lot of ways, RNG are just going to be a better version of Fnatic, especially in the late game. Um, but that's kind of thing where I mentioned before how I feel like the ceiling of a team is going to be super interesting to look at when it comes to boot camping and scrimming. I think Fnatic has so many things they can still work on that they didn't get challenged on properly in Europe. Like, in the finals, they went back to let's sacrifice early game, which, again, always scares me uh, for international stage because then you have to start playing late game team fights versus teams like RNG if you're actually planning on trying to win the whole thing or, like, make it really far. Um, and Schalke couldn't beat them in late game team fights and Schalke couldn't cleanly take a lead in Snowball with it. It always gave openings and Fnatic to their credit, we're really good at seeing the opening and like Absolutely. instantly punish yep. it. Uh, but that's way harder to do against, you know, GNG, KT, RNG, these kind of teams. Um, so I, I think my hope for Fnatic is not going to be based too much on them beating all European teams because I feel like they just, they just have better carries and they will always have that advantage that no one can take away from them. But more on, okay, they got to Korea early. Uh, they must be able to get great scrim partners because they're fanatic and they've been there so many times. They have, you know, big names. And hopefully that will be used to just improve the team a ton. Um, so I have really high hopes for fanatic, but I'm basing a lot on it on the team actually not falling back on the patterns they used in the final. Because in, in, in the semifinal, I got scared. I was like, this team is, this is bad. Because when they picked late game comps like three out of four times against and Misfits and then fought them time. at minute two and three and four and five and six and seven, I was just like, nope, this is, this is not how you're supposed to play. You win because you have better players right now. You don't win because this is how you're supposed to play your draft. Like I watched a Tristana lose lane, then walk mid lane level four. Rocket jump on a Lulu ooh, with no with a, vision. With a Braum flash. Yeah. I, that was, ooh. With no clue about what's going on around you. And then enemy jungler show. I think it was enemy. Oh, was it Braum showing up? Was no, it, it, it was Braum, yeah. It was so Braum Hillisang up. and Reckless roam mid as a duo to try level to get a four. kill. At They're both level four. Just jumps onto the Lulu with no vision. They obviously get counter ganked instantly and just die again. And I was just like, they're disrespecting. And they're, they're, they're going to win this game only if they can outplay in a team fight or the enemy team makes a mistake and that's the famous uh Vayne, Hansama yeah I mean because that was that was win, that was the moment where they but they probably just won that game they were supposed right? to be down 2-1 yep. that series right so luckily I think for the final they did less of that which was a great sign it came together like um, it really it came together in kind of a picturesque moment too where you were like is Reckless actually going to yeah. be a threat again and he showed up in a final team fight and there was a game and that was a game where 
Caps got put behind in the laning phase, and Schalke failed to snowball because Fnatic as a team kept came together, yep. kept catching them, did not let them push their lead any further. And so what was a 0-2 rise for Caps to start, which if you look back last season would have been a death sentence for this team when like Caps was the main point of weakness, like now did not affect them nearly as much. Caps comes back into the game, is way more relevant in team fights than Nuke Duck was. It looked good in those final moments. Yeah, so I, I've, I do have hopes for Fnatic, but if it's a Fnatic RNG you're asking about in a best of five, I'm going 3-0 RNG still. Um, I just think right now RNG will do what Fnatic is doing and do it better, unless Fnatic can develop super good early game uh, against them. And I think Fnatic's level one will be great. Uh, but if they play like in the finals, it's going to be too slow mm. to beat RNG. If they play like in the semifinals, they're going to draft a scaling comp and fight in the early game, and that's not going to work. Uh, so We uh, need to see something new. Is what on paper, I believe RNG will just beat them. But mm. I, I have really high hopes about the boot camp. Like, I, I might put too much faith in how good I think the team can become. But, but you're, yeah. right now you're talking about a matchup that may not even happen. But that's the matchup everyone cares about. I know. <laughs> we want it. We want to see it. And a lot of people, I guess the you know, temperature on the community is is that they look at Fnatic's group. There's a good chance that Fnatic come out of that group. Yeah, that you sure. possibly oh. get Fnatic popping out into the semis. I, so, I don't even want to hear good chance here. Yeah, I need yeah, yeah, to yeah. hear a must-win group. A must-win group for I mean, Fnatic. Reminder, reminder they are in group D. Fnatic are the first seed. Their two second seeds are 100 Thieves uh, from North America and Invictus Gaming from the LPL. So... Are they the the, the oh, we they're can gonna do the make it IG Fnatic matchup? Yeah, yeah that that's, one's that's interesting. That's the thing I want to talk about, right? Because that feels like the more immediately relevant matchup. But before we get there, is this a group preliminarily deficient that you feel like Fnatic come out number one, no questions asked, or is it they're gonna make it out number one, number two? We're gonna we're gonna wait. And see. <laughs> What's your bold statement? <laughs> the, uh, we're wait, do you want me to, do you want me to give you uh, a bold so statement first? Fnatic will make it out of groups. Well, that's bold. That's not. I, I, didn't say bold. <laughs> I said we're waiting with the bold ones. <laughs> I will say there's a higher chance IG does not make it out of groups than Fnatic, in my opinion. I would agree with um, that. Just because I, IG is walking dynamite, that a random <laughs> might just do that, and then we just don't know what's going on. But 100 Thieves. So when I, I watched the group draw at home with my parents, it was a great family moment. They didn't fully understand a whole lot of it. You at, like brought at your first, mom and dad into the room. I like, them in and I said, we're watching this. This is like European history about to be made right here. I saw Fnatic get drawn into Group D. I was like, okay, that's that's typically pretty good uh, because um, you know, uh, you, the first team that gets drawn doesn't automatically just get, like put in your group or blah blah blah. I don't know if it's good or not. Anyway, I don't know why I said that. Anyway, they got in Group D. <laughs> yeah. So, so <laughs> family happy. Fnatic got drawn. It's all great. My little brother is a big Fnatic fan. So there we go. And then I see uh, Afrika gets drawn, and I'm like, yes, you know, in Group A with them, perfect. I see uh, Genji got drawn, I was like, yes, yes. I'm going to Group C, I'm like, the Korean teams are gone, this is perfect for Fnatic. And I see 100 Thieves, and I'm like, I'm, I'm running around the room. Like, my parents are confused, they're like, why, why is it so this good? This mental I'm picture like, is so good. I'm like, this is the greatest thing that could have happened to this team, because a team like Buffalo could actually surprise them a lot and like beat them in the early game if they draft for late Gigabyte game. Marines is flashing uh, in front of his know, eyes. It could happen, right? <laughs> uh, but 100 Thieves do not play fast early game whatsoever. Uh, they, ah, to me, that is not great at anything. Um, and they play a lot through... Preach. They try to play a lot through mid. But it's like, have fun playing real into Caps right now. Like, Caps <laughs> is going to win that matchup. So I, I, I look at that draw, I'm like... This should be a 2-0 Fnatic. This should not be uh, a bad thing for Fnatic at all. And as long as they get a 2-0 against 100 Thieves, they They're should out. basically be yeah. out, uh, at least top two. Yeah. And then whatever happens against IG, you know, should not matter. So I was so happy uh, when I saw 100 Thieves in there. I think they're one of the weakest teams we're going to get in groups. 
at all, even with the uh, Plains teams joining. And it's a team that stylistically should not be able to beat Fnatic. So uh, happy about that one. That's so yeah, Fnatic one. will get top two. First place, Frosk. Is it IG or Fnatic? I will know after Invictus Gaming's first game. After the first game? Yeah. Just one single game? One game. So the thing about IG is that I do not have the same faith in IG. Uh, so here's probably my most controversial opinion. Uh, oh. That's segment for later. Oh, sorry. Yeah, okay, okay, all right, all right, fine. fine. Okay, I think um, Edward Gaming and RNG, as an LPL analyst, I would put more faith in EDG and RNG. Yeah, that's controversial uh, than Invictus Gaming right now. Why do you now. hate IG? Mm, it's a, an infrastructure thing. I think that Invictus Gaming, the every opportunity that they've been given to go to an international stage and perform in kind of like a clutch or high pressure situation over many years, um, they've been unable to execute on it, even before you take a look at their roster. I think that they've had 10 playoffs appearances and they've only gone to the finals for like the first time. They've never won an LPL yes, title. First yep. Uh, so th this is an organization that is constantly able to perform to a level, but never like find that sixth gear. And they're not investing in the same capacity in, in terms of like really buffing out their, their coaching staff. They were actually having some issues with their coaching staff where they were trying to bring on more coaches to, to fix it because I think there were some stage issues. Um, and so from that perspective, IG are a team that's almost entirely built its success on the caliber of its players. And again, in a long form tournament like this, where it's about you're playing on a new patch that you don't necessarily have competitive experience on. Uh, you're playing in, you know, week after week after week with a ton of teams. I think it is so much more important to have access into a very strong support network that as you're talking about, you know, like if you give teams access to these types of scrims of this type of a solo queue, how far can they go? And I think that while IG is a very talented team. You kind of kept. Yeah, I don't think that they go much farther than this. I think their team fighting is one of the weaker in the LPL. And so... Uh, you know, while I don't think that Fnatic would be able to beat RNG's team fighting, I definitely think that Fnatic could 100% beat IG's Agreed. team fighting. Agreed. I think IG also tried to exploit the game in a super similar way, which again, if you're going to try to hit a Western team in caps, like that's the one point that you don't want to try to exploit. So if it's rookie versus caps, even if that's a wash, which that's how it, IG have been winning because the Shy is not performing you know, to the, the level that we expect him of. Uh, Duke is being left out to dry. Ning is underperforming massively. <laughs> and so then you also then look at Fnatic, you're like, okay, that's Broxa. Do I do I personally consider Broxa like a hyper carry jungler? I mean, nope. you look at his nope. champion pool in the past, you could say like, oh, maybe he could do it, but it's usually a tank player, like a lot of Sejuani stuff like that. Um, so I'm like, okay, jungle, probably I would say Fnatic's totally fine there. And if Fnatic just Broxa caps against Rookie who's trying to like Spider-Man his way, close everything. You have the experience of Reckless versus Jackie Love, who on every single spotlight stage has flash forward and fed. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I'm just, as long as long as Broxa doesn't play carries, I actually have a lot of faith in that. In that See, fanatic, again, Vettius and I, but he's just like, but one of his most, his two most played, uh, this is my Vettius impression. I should do it better than that. I can't do a Welsh accent. Yeah. Kha'Zix and Elise. I was like, but Vettius, he plays like Sejuani every oh, game. No, 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 no. back the two-year-old yeah. Elise. <laughs> I was like, no, no. Is that? But he's like, but it's there. It, you could say the it's history. Not, it's not that he can't play it. My issue is is that Fnatic has talked very publicly about how the two rocks of this team are Soaz and Broxa. And they're the people who say stop when yep. the rest of the team is like, let's team fight in five minutes with a scaling comp. Yep. And if he is on a <laughs> if he is on a carry jungler, being the person that says stop when he is the champion that needs to go. Like, that just doesn't add up to me. That doesn't seem like Do it you think fit in their communication. He structure. thrives in a meta where it's like Dark Harvest, Lee Sin Graves. Uh, he's, a, he's a great Lee Sin player. 
Fantastic. Uh, so if yeah. it's just based on can he execute the champion at a high level? Yes, but in terms but of the my team qu- setup, qu- that's uh, my question. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's interesting because, as you said, yeah. uh, him and and, and so are kind of like the the grown-ups being like, calm down, kids. We don't need to fight all the time. Just imagine all uh, of Fnatic on, like, <laughs> leashes. That's, that's, that's <laughs> a metaphor they use. They say yeah. they unleash the beast, and Brox and Soaz put the leash back on the beast. They try to catch Caps. He's, he's far gone. <laughs> like, he's, he's hard to What to kind of dog in, would but... Caps be? I mean, what? Is he, like, a small, like, yappy dog? Or is he, like, a big, like, very powerful polling dog? He's not a... This is what we spend our time doing in the LPL. This might be new for you guys. Yeah, <laughs> you got a lot of metaphors in the LPL. We get really bored in the green room. The thing is, I wouldn't call him a small but loud dog because small dogs are loud because they're small and then they don't have anything to show for it. But he has a lot to show for it because he's already like proven he's, he's insane. So I guess in that case, he needs to be a, a larger dog. He's like a blo- to me, he's like a bloodhound because he like gets the scent or he gets this and idea in his goes. head and he just goes. And like, Caps, what are you doing? You're insane. Like, you don't, don't play main mid here. Yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. no, 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 it'll work. It'll work. It'll work. And then, you know, it doesn't, but then it, it does in one moment. And he's like, God, blood out. But here's the thing, right? There's your promotion. Now I want Broxo oh, no. on like we a keep throw going. and no, then no, just the God, blood no, hand. No, <laughs> you calm down. You All <laughs> right, so Broxo thing. Um, I don't think it necessarily benefits Fnatic if they have to start playing carry junglers only. Um, but I do think if it's about playing junglers that can have early game impact, mm-hmm. I think Broxus is going to be great at doing that because uh, he's gotten a lot better at actually knowing when to be proactive in the early mm. game compared to in the past where maybe it was a little bit either too much all-in at first and then it became almost too passive. Yeah, and he just got really around, caps around Worlds own. last year. He um, was really scared. He was like way too conservative. Right. So, But that's kind of thing where I think what Benoit's fanatic is what I call the traditional League of Legends setup that is almost meta-proof, which is uh, three supports and two carries. And if you have that kind of setup, you know, build around your team, most of the time you can be successful. You can then argue, does it have to be a top lane carry? Does it have to be like whatever mid lane carry? Uh, ideally, it is an 80 carry and, and a mid lane carry for, for most of it. Um, and in fact, they bring that. If they have to play only carry tops, one, Whippo can do it. And two, I think Source can do it now as well. I think Source has actually done a lot to improve his own individual play and his laning. Um, so that is not going to be a huge weakness for Fnatic. But the thing about their matchup against IG, to me, is one, IG relies so much on trying to get ahead, especially in the solo laners, uh, if the Shy is playing, definitely so, but uh, through Rookie, it can happen. And I can see Fnatic hurt themselves a ton against IG and just get like sucked into every skirmish and lose these skirmishes and then fall behind and then try and rely on stalling for late. Um, so to me, it's a 1-1 it's a IG Fnatic. I think... I think this is a type of game that if you're watching, if you're a European fan and you're watching Fnatic versus IG and nothing happens in the first 12 minutes of the game, you're super excited. Yeah, you're pretty happy then. Yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, it's actually fun because the last time Fnatic came in as the first seed was in 2015 and they also had IG in their group. It's a very different IG, obviously, but stylistically somewhat the same garner uh, <laughs> it was it was the ig that still wanted to play super aggressive early game who wanted to fight everything cacao obviously was the jungler uh on the lineup back then and the huni fanatic lane swapped in game one against them with hecarim versus mm-hmm. riven and ig were just like we have no clue what a lane swap is what do we do here and everything just fell apart and i beat them in like 20 minutes it's not going to be the same kind of game but i find it interesting that Fnatic got back as the first seed for the first time in a long time. Back against IG. And now to get IG again, and IG again wants to win the early game, and Fnatic actually will just 
do better if they survive the early game. You can't lane swap. At least it will be a lot harder to do. But if they come in and play smart, I think Fnatic got it. But I think Invictus will win at least one game against them. I'll know after their first game. Oh, and you know, what the first game back. is Fnatic IG. And uh, then you'll definitely know. That'll be clear. <laughs> yeah. yeah, IG beats them. IG's number I, one. I'll say this. I think that um, Invictus Gaming, again, because I don't have the same faith in like their infrastructure, I think that team is super prone to tilt. Um, we saw it in their playoff run in spring uh, in both the regional qualifiers as well as the LPL gauntlet. And the schedule is quite intense um, because it's it's back to back to back. But watching Rookie just... Uh, I don't want to say have a meltdown because I don't think that's fair, but just very emotionally charged moment. Um, and then watching IG unable to, you know, lose after having these record-breaking split. Because when things are going great, it looks great for IG. But as soon as they hit a roadblock, they have not been shown that they can actually pick it back up and put it back together through their entire season in the LPL. They just go on these huge winning streaks. So if they run into groups, which again, eight days, you don't get a second chance, you're playing different teams, and they just run into it, uh, this team, again, has not shown that they can be like, okay, calm down, reset the, they don't have the, mm -hmm. the dog handler where it's like, okay, children, it's, it's fine. Calm down, put the leash back on. We're going to be okay. It's also interesting with the final, very controversial opinion here for Reddit. Um, it was that basically a 3-0 <laughs> uh, at first. How dare you say that? Um, because <laughs> I know the fact that they're like, that wasn't a miracle. IG had it the entire time. The 22 minute and Carson smited that if he had, if he had missed it only slightly, he would have gotten the Baron. The fact that he smited that Baron perfectly meant that he didn't get it. Yeah, because people highlighted that Baron oh, leveled so up you crazy. Know, just when it happened. But because uh, I, I was sitting and watching the final, obviously, and I was like, man. Uh, 3-0. Like, yeah, RNG, yeah, now yeah. you already winning game three again. It was only Rookie on Zoe who actually did anything that oh, game. Yeah. And he did a lot of work. Let's give him a lot of credit Man there. mode in that base. But <laughs> everyone else was just, like, doing nothing. I was like, oh, they're going to get this. Was that the Vayne game? Might have been the Vayne mid, uh, where Uzi uh, went mid. Yeah, it. I think so. No, no sorry, that no, was game four game. because yeah, was... game four was when they were just, like, RNG were just high-five suiciding into right, IG right, right. at every point. But, <laughs> so I want to give IG credit. <laughs> Uh, obviously for after getting Baron closing out the game winning the next game making a game 5 and game 5 was very competitive I think they need credit for that but that I, I'd already called it 3-0 when I saw the, the first 20 minutes of, of, of game 3 and I was very surprised when I saw the Baron steal into then collapse into IG then playing really well until you know they lost at the end of game 5 but I think had RNG gotten the Baron and 3-0'd it would have been a lot harder for a lot of people also looking at IG and, and really getting a, an idea of how good they would be because the regular season with 18-1 and one was obviously super impressive and they fully deserved to make the final. Uh, but it was very interesting like how much that one Baron could maybe have changed the perception of IG coming in. Oh, yeah. Uh, and how close RNG and IG will be in strength because now, based on the final five games, back and forth, they're very close. Baron still doesn't happen. Do people say RNG is way better than IG then? I'm actually not sure. I mean, um, what people just need to understand about IG is that uh, they're in the Eastern Conference. The Eastern Conference is the, the stronger conferences of the two. Uh, they did have RNG and JDG in their conference, so they were fighting these teams mm -hmm. a lot. But Uzi wasn't there for a majority of, you know, summer. Um, Invictus Gaming went back onto their winning streak, but there was actually a very real conversation as we were watching IG kind of putting themselves back together for summer and saying that Duke is actually the better top laner now for Invictus Gaming. We would never say that Duke in a 1v1 across from the Shy was stronger, but Duke was just synergizing so much better with the team. And then they get into the playoffs and they get into the regional, or not regional qualifier, but they start ending split and then suddenly Duke is just being 
uh, attacked and being exposed. And it was really, again, just the rookie show and rookie just playing out of his mind well. But at some point, rookie's not going to have those types of games against world caliber mid laners where it's, you know, the top mid laners of... Hmm. I would say there's a lot of those players in the LPL. I think you guys have actually really we good mid laners on the top teams. I personally think that we're sending... I think that they're controversial a discussion to be made that the LPL is actually sending the three strongest mid laners in terms of recent performance. People will look at Scout and be like, what the hell? And I would have said the same thing. I was totally against Scout, but Scout is playing. I know, I have to put him on my top 20 list. Oh, are you going to put him at number five? Oh, no, hell no, no, no. That's Caps' spot now. Scout is on my list. And I hate, it's a weird praise to say, but he's less dumb than he was in the past. He's just, I... I have always been so hard on Scout. I'm just like, this guy just will lose you games because he just does stupid shit sometimes. But right now, he is playing out of his mind well. I don't expect it to last, which is why it's like, if Scout comes onto the world stage and just crash and burns, I know it's probably going to happen. But if you just look at his recent footage, he's disgustingly good. He makes less mistakes. And that was my biggest criticism of him in the past was that no matter the situation, he would all in you. And it was like, Enemy team has shown on wards right next to you. He's like, I don't care. I'm all in. You remember that play against C9, I think it was? Yeah. And then the Shen just shows. <laughs> and I, I'm just like, like, stuff like that that happened last year was and lost like, in that oh whole God. game. Like, There's no way I can put this guy yeah. as a top 20 player because he's, he's just not aware enough of what's going on. But I think he's improved that. He's mechanically, obviously, insane. And he was that last year, too. So I agree that with Yahoo, Scout, and Rookie, you're sending insane mid laners. Like, collectively across... Oh, and here's the other thing. Collectively across all three. Because, obviously, there's good, like, caps and Korean mid laners that you're dealing with. But I'm saying across all three positions, I think China is sending the, the, the best. collective best. Three. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the three mid laners coming from Korea, and Yukal, uh, Koro, and then we have uh, Crown. Crown, none of these guys are the star players on their team. Um, I think actually a lot of the uh, guys, uh, mainly looking at, at, at Crown, especially is while he plays too well in Gauntlet, there's still a chance he might get relegated to more of a supportive mid lane style uh, in a way. I think Yukal might actually also kind of end up there in, in some one way or the other. So I think Koro is probably the best performing of the three uh, Korean mid laners going. And but he's actually done a lot better than in the past. That's what's actually really cool for Europe is then you look at the three mid laners, uh, Jizuki, uh, Jizu I can never say it right. Jizuke? Jizuke. I don't know why I want to say Jizuke. Italian stallion. I said it wrong for like the first four weeks. Uh, yeah. Someone well, made a sign and held it up in front of me on the cast. <laughs> perks <laughs> and Caps. Um, so Perks and Caps, two clutch players. Oh, yeah. Um, the Italian stallion, you've seen highs and lows, but like if this guy, again, if we, if the assumption is, let's say that everyone that you're sending is playing the best of their abilities because that's what you want it's a it's worlds yeah then i mean when you're thinking collectively across all three positions i think that there's actually a pretty decent argument that europe might also because you look at you just said it the supportive uh korean mid laners versus like the superstars that europe is sending from the region in terms of yeah. that mid lane i'm pretty happy best yeah, form happy. perks I best mean, form caps it's also just not much of a competition this year because we got all of the utility mid laners from korea Pretty much. I mean, I think Koro. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to call him so. a utility mid laner anymore. So, for sure. Um, Historically, yes. Not anymore. Agreed. And Yuka, obviously, in the past. You know, you don't have to deal known. with Faker. Sure, BDD there's, didn't there's get no to Faker, make it. There's no BDD. I mean, look at NA, and they're sending Pobelter and Ryu, and like those guys are definitely not. Also, what I more call. like kind of team player utility when, when mid laners. Last saw success, it was Pobelter on like 
very supportive champions. It was not Poe Belter. Watch Poe Belter just come in and just like kick the I door. Mean, and he, has, <laughs> he has those moments. I but feel I like we have tried to say that for a lot of international one, tournaments. And then it came week two and it was so unfortunate because you guys just did the segment about like building. And everyone, I know. Everyone in that green room was like, yeah, Poe Belter's playing really well right he now. Let's build a segment. Really let's well. do it. And then he came in literally the very next game and unfortunately everything just went boom. I remember that. It was so, oh, so, it was so unfortunate. So, game. Oh no. Uh, as we get closer to the end of this episode, I do. This is now the time for bold predictions. There's already been a few bold statements. Oh, I already threw all of them out there. Is that, you need more because now we're going into bold. <laughs> I need I need bold predictions. Deficient. Well, I also want to talk EDG, but fair enough, we can do bold predictions. Well, the thing is, we weren't going to talk about plans today. We hit scout briefly. We'll save I plans. I feel like we have the LPL former LPL analyst here, and we're not talking about G2 though. Um, I just talk talked about, about perks. Yeah, we didn't but, talk about G2. Yeah. So very briefly, I'm very sorry. I, I, You're very as sorry. The, as the second host, I feel like I have to step in here. And we, we talk a lot about IG. We talk a lot about RNG. EDG to a lot of people, if you don't watch LPL, you'll think, yeah, of course EDG makes worlds. They always make worlds. <laughs> uh, however, uh, I think very few people would actually have predicted EDG to make worlds. None of us on, predicted them well, to okay, make then it. No one would have predicted EDG to make worlds. It's like, a, again, Starting the analogy. Here, Martin, by the way. Hey, <laughs> I'm trying to set it up without making big, bold statements make so that Frost could do that. But to me, EDG making worlds is almost a crime <laughs> compared to like JDG or something. Um, and this EDG team, I, great gauntlet <laughs> run. Two best of fives. I just want to be clear. Literally nine games I just want to be clear. As as a second host, you could have just put that in bold statements, and we could have talked about it there. Okay, Mr. Derailing. No, the he's show. just trying to get your authentic <laughs> uh, reaction, Daniel. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm just trying I, to see I, how people I, react <laughs> to this. So very authentically upset that you that EDG are at world. Talk to <laughs> us about EDG. I love analogies, and so I'm going to do a very visual analogy. Just imagine you're in like a go kart race with a bunch of nine year olds. They've all built their own go karts, and it's just like. A very family sure. wholesome very moment. relatable yeah, yeah exactly sure. many of us have experienced no one the had a childhood apparently uh -huh, go-karts uh -huh. yes. <laughs> and as you're going downhill and the race is going that is the lpl uh summer split edg would basically like last place the kind of middle of the pack they're getting ping-ponged around and as they're getting ping-ponged around wheels are flying off the yep. windshield's gone the car is literally on fire and then if you're standing at the finish line and just like waiting to see who's going to come in for worlds you just hear the scraping coming and you turn and there's like sparks scouts literally like p pushing it across the finish line and then it just barely inches over and then the doors fall off wait okay wait so is the analogy here that literally every cart has crashed is that like is, <laughs> yeah. is it just like oh the first two wow blue as, shell as mario kart you know yeah jdg just like took a left turn and like took everyone out have you seen like the tour de france when one cyclist goes down and like a pack yeah uh, yeah, yeah. Is <laughs> literally so far behind, behind that they get them. to go past the pack but and qualify that is not a great picture to paint <laughs> for a, a third seed hey jack they love team fighting <laughs> iBoy. iBoy, sorry. Jack. Jack. Okay, <laughs> wait, wait, IG. Just, just iBoy team fighting. My bad. This is a very beautiful picture, especially with the Tour Jack de France team one. Season two. The Tour de France one is particularly poignant, but is it that bad? Is this just a team that like has no idea what they're doing that somehow managed to cross the finish line? Or is are, like how strong is EDG? We play 19 uh, best of series in the LPL. Yes. Uh, EDG made it to Worlds off of nine games. They had and they went to five games against JDG and they managed to close out the final one in like the 3-1. So or about half of those games they lost and that's how they made it to Worlds. It is actually a very dire situation, but it's a completely different EDG. You're not going to see Clear Love. Um, Haro... Are you sure? No. was <laughs> <laughs> about to say. Uh, Haro had a... Uh, so the EDG have been public with this. They're having shot calling problems. 
uh, Mako is now the captain and the shot caller of the team. Clearly took a step uh, a step away, and they just 20 minutes comes in. So EDG, uh, we talk about them as like a pocket team, and it's actually quite interesting. If you watch Edward Gaming play, they look really good for about seven minutes. And when they look good, it's when all of the towers are up because their philosophy is is that you're never doing one play at a time. You're always doing multiple plays. So if you watch them on the map, they're really fun to watch when towers are up because there's three plays that are happening at once. So if something goes bad, they can fall back to another one. As soon as the towers fall down and it's an open map, Edward Gaming look really lost. So they tend to move very quickly in like eight to nine minutes, they'll dive bottom tower. And it's not like I'm giving away secrets. They do this every time. If you've watched the VODs. Calm down, Tyber. <laughs> I know, down. right? Hecarim's going to come out now. <laughs> <laughs> they do it every time. All the teams know it. Europe, NA, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, they dive nine minutes. <laughs> bottom tower. Be there. Pick Alistar. Really hard to dive that champion. <laughs> or Tom Kench. Uh, then they snowball into mid lane. They take systematically all the towers down. They've got their big gold lead. And then Mako needs to be on a hard engaged champion. Otherwise, nothing will happen. And they will stall out for 15 to 20 minutes around the Baron. Like, what are we going to do? Hit, How are we going to set it up? Yeah, put Mako on Soraka. And you will just wait. Sit and wait for 27 minutes. You will win the game. I think they're pretty bad. I, I love am. you, Edward okay. <laughs> I'm well, really not on the EDG I hype. I don't want to go down this rabbit hole, but as long as we're here, is there a world where EDG do not make it out of the plans? Uh, no. No. I That's said it was like, it's not on fire. It just it made it across. You did the say it was on no, fire. You just, said it was on fire. The wheels were screeching. The doors fell off. Scout's playing really well. <laughs> yeah, but so they individually, they have obviously talented players really great carries in iboy and, and and scout and scout is playing a lot better than before they have a jungler who can do more in the early game than clear love used to do but he's World. super inconsistent and he's uh very clear love at worlds was the least consistent <laughs> so player in the world let's like this is this can be okay, better yeah, for them fair. uh but do you so you just feel like mechanical ability should help carry them through and that when they're in these yes. positions just, there's just going to be more openings because they're playing against, let's just say, uh, less experienced teams. I, uh, I have not seen enough game footage to give me faith that Edward Gaming will be able to get back into form. But in the hard sprint that it needed to, the form, like if you only watch LPL uh, playoffs, that's the best that Edward Gaming have looked all goddamn year. And they have not looked anything near to that form. And I can't be like, oh, yeah, nine games. That's exactly what they're going to bring to Worlds when I have, you know... 30 some games to look at but you know maybe they take those nine games and they continue to extend it and edg look great and if they end up in let's say group c which i think is possible for them which has kt bad team and team liquid i can see edg make it out and go go to playoffs like it's going to be them versus tl uh, in my opinion then fighting for the second spot and not probably not a big controversial statement because I, I don't have a lot of faith in in mad team Time for a bold prediction. Oh my god. Does NA make it out of groups, Deficio? Let's see. Hunter Thieves, no. C9, because they go into group B, no. Team Liquid. Uh, they'll go into group C, yeah? Gen I will G, say RNG. bold prediction. Team Liquid will make it out of groups as the number one team. Over the KT roster. It has to be a bold prediction here. You don't, you don't see harm and correct. So just to be clear, is that more or less bold than NA not making it out of groups? I mean, NA always <laughs> sent at least C9 out of groups. So, you know, they always have one team going out. Um, 
Because like in order for me to make it bold, just saying TL will make it out of that group is not bold, but no. I have to put them as the number one team right. here. TL. They're going to 1-1 one, one against KT, and they're going to beat the rest. And KT's going to lose a game to Matt. Mo more likely that uh, 100 Thieves make it out of their group as, say, second seed, or TL makes it out of their group as, say, first seed? Uh, I think 100 <laughs> Thieves making out a second seed is the least likely. Okay. Yeah, we weird. don't even know what AD Carry they're is, playing. This is my... Yeah, that's true. And neither one... Yeah, is, I, uh, yeah. Are you excited about either of them? Yeah. I'm slightly more excited you know, about Cody's I like side. Someday. I think he's good. But good. if he's stuck on a tank top or something, what is he going to do? Also, also the whole uh, I will carry the game alone while he did try was really hard for him to do in playoffs. True. And it faded True. a little bit out. So I need more bold predictions here. All right. Vitality are going to make it out. Second seed in their group. And they're going to beat the first seed, Team Liquid, that you've just decided <laughs> in the quarterfinals. They're going to lose the first two games, and in game three, someone on Team Liquid will hard throw. Oh, Zuke no. will get That's that too far. Same surge of confidence This is that he really did specific. You are bold. I <laughs> right. don't have to get real specific, and they're going to bring it back. You, you can stop it if I tell it makes it out of group. I think that's a bold prediction. That's not, yeah, it and is. then beats Team Liquid. Calling it, but the team has to get. First. Yeah, I mean, look, but on the chance that I'm wrong, people are like, "Well, that was dumb." But if I'm right, all right all I'm right. the new crumbs, and we've been looking for a new crumbs. I That's actually had the highest. I didn't get my trophy. I was really upset about it. I had the highest correct percentage, uh, correct or predictions over the entirety of MSI. That's good. So yeah. tell us, what's your prediction for bold prediction for worlds? Of who's gonna win it? No, I mean, does just it, give, it, give us a bold prediction. prediction. Just bold. Just throw it out. Yeah, just give us a bold China, China final, baby. China, China, China final. final in Korea. Would it be EDG or IG then versus RNG? Um, again, I actually said at the very beginning of the episode that I had more faith that Edward Gaming would pop out. All right. Uh, I will say, uh, you guys are watching at home. You will always, for some reason, people always ignore the bold part and just hear the prediction part. <laughs> and they go, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? You idiot. What? Uh, and then it's like, it has to be bold here. Oh, I do want to uh, clarify this, though. Because I'll definitely get a lot of shit for that. Um, I'm mean to everyone. Uh, <laughs> so when people are like think that I'm very, very biased, no, if you actually just want me to like shit talk any team, I'm really good at doing that. That would actually be a great game for me. If you just give me a team and I can shit talk them and then I can compliment okay. them. <laughs> we'll play for that for the future because that's one of my yeah, favorite yeah. games. Here's the thing. Though. I'm a little bit surprised with IG and, 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 and your current relationship with IG because I remember in spring when we got to MSI and IG... Obviously, we weren't, weren't there, right? And you were like, you were mad. And you were like, the shy, you know, this guy, why is he not here? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, okay, a lot of IG bias. Uh, it's fine. And then it turns into now uh, people believing you absolutely hate IG <laughs> because you rate them the lowest out of these three teams. I like IG more than you do. Yeah. Uh, I think that's safe to say. I like Rookie a lot. I uh, love Rookie. Great. You can't not like um, Look at their face. I, I, I think IG and their play style is not my cup of tea. Uh, it used to not be my cup of tea, but now, again, because I'm more into the fast 20 minutes, super aggressive, what can you do kind of style. But they I don't do anything after that. No, but it doesn't matter because I can watch 20 minutes of it and then I can... Oh, then LCK games. <laughs> you know, the LCK, LCK game is on pause. You know, there's a break and I watch 20 minutes of IG and then I'm like, oh, the game is starting oh, again. Back to Papa Smithy. And then I'm watching LCK and I only saw 20 minutes of IG and I'm like... This is peak. This is peak Great League of stuff. Legends. This right is there. This, this is my problem with IG. First twenty minutes, you're like, "This is the greatest team in the this world. Is good stuff. I love them." And then they start team fighting. You're like, "No, what are you doing? Stop it, Jackie Love. Don't flash forward the shy. You're supposed to zone here." Balan. Western teams. Balan is way too weak of a support. 
for how important uh, team fighting is. If we go into a team fighting meta where you got like traditional tanks. Like, he, just stand there. I understand. All right. <laughs> You're going down a rabbit hole. And I, I appreciate that. I need more bold stuff. <laughs> I know you need more bold stuff, but also we're running out of time, and the people on Twitter have asked some questions. Okay. Yeah, Did you tell them that I was going to be here? No. For, oh. I said, I said, we have a special <laughs> guest. It's not very. Well, we didn't want to spoil because then people are going to speculate. Like, is Frostgarn coming to Europe? Why is Frostgarn in Europe? And I don't now think anyone would have ever speculated that. Maybe. Mm, I don't know. Oh. This way, it's a real surprise when you're on this. Show. Yes, and we had a great announcement that we completely derailed like three times. It was so bad. Again, it's not great. I'm really, <laughs> I can be really nice or really mean to any team, so, so it's not good. just Chinese teams. Lovely. You're welcome, 2019. So, Europe. all right. At this is the first question from Rabstar at Rabstar Law on Twitter. Cool name. I like it. Yeah. Uh, he asks. Uh, and oh, because you tagged Vidius, Vidius. <laughs> yeah, Vidius in everyone. But I told him Vidius is not here. I know, but it's just how Twitter works. So I just was like, why is this for Vidius? But I figured it out. All right, should Korea get an extra seed at Worlds and replace someone else's seed? He suggests one of NA's seeds. <laughs> Griffin definitely outclasses the NA representatives, for example. Now, let's just, you can take the NA part out, but at this point, historically, obviously, RNG are on the up and up. But should Korea have gotten a fourth seed? Um, if you base it on you want uh, the highest level of teams to be at this tournament, yes, they should have another seed. I'm uh, full anarchy. Uh, I think you kill every sort of way that we get into worlds, and I think you have different tournaments. You unlock, a, you kill a split, you unlock it, and you say, okay, we're going to have a tournament in Korea, China, North America, and Europe, and the top three teams will get invita invited to worlds, but anyone can go in. So all of the Korean teams can go to the European tournament and play in, and it's just whoever wins. And then you StarCraft all over again? I don't Isn't play StarCraft, so I don't know. Koreans went everywhere, and they just won everything, and you're like, ah, um, yes, the representative... He's Korean yeah. and from Korea, but he played through the European. So, circuit. so that's kind of a problem. Like for the for the sake of the tournament and the worldwide audience, I don't think Korea should get another seat. I think uh, you look at uh, the football World Cup, and it kind of follows the same structure, right? Even if European teams, there's a lot of strong European teams in in, in football, you don't necessarily just give Europe more spots and take away from another region uh, specifically. Um, so I think for the sake of the tournament, you got to keep it where it's like, you know, major regions can get three. And obviously if you, if you suck as a major region for too long and another region overtakes you, yeah, you should lose your spot, but not to give it to another major yeah. region. Then I maybe we redefine like the champions tournament at MSI and like worlds. Like, wouldn't it worlds be amazing if we actually had, you know, every single like team China, team Korea, team teams. For me, I mean, it's possible. Like, I think that, like, but increasing the scale of the event is always difficult. Um, Definitely. Um, but, but I think like, in terms of think overall level, what, sure. What I would like to see is a future where we are, uh, where Riot is more aggressive about knocking people down to plans and taking away first seeds. Because, like, if a region doesn't make it out of groups for, like, a year or two years, like, just take away their first seed. Your first rep can be a second seed, and you can have two teams in plans, and I think that's reasonable. And promote the regions, give more first seeds to regions that are actually making it out consistently. Because I think that, like, I don't want to see a world where we have, like, because Worlds to me is cool because we get to see a bunch of different clash of styles. I don't want this to be the LCK and LPL show. Like, we get that at Rift Rivals to a certain degree, and I think that's cool for sure. But I, I want to see more international clashes, but I do think that, like, if your region is bad and just keeps being bad or is struggling, as, as is the case of NA, mm -hmm. like you should lose something, 
right? And I think the same is true, like post 2014 year coming into 2015, if Europe had lost, let's say some favorable seating. If two of I mean, and they already lost the first seat, right? They don't have a first seat. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like, I, I feel like you can put more teams in play-ins and bring up other teams that aren't performing well. It's always an interesting discussion. I understand why certain fans have the idea of like, give more spots to Korea and maybe China, you know, if they're just outperforming and only have a few others. But I think, again, the tournament itself doesn't necessarily get better by putting in more spots to a single region. Because yeah. I like to fight for the, the top spots. I like to fight for the spots to go to Worlds to represent your region. Uh, specifically, I think that's super exciting for the actual tournament all year long. It would be way less exciting if, let's say, five Korean teams ended up going and you're watching the playoffs with five or six teams in it and you're like, well only one of these won't make it. Everyone mm. else will go. Like, I don't think, again, that even makes their setup better. And it's always hard to judge, is their number five team in Korea better than, let's say, the number three team in Europe? And without them playing each other, it can almost be unfair if you're just making the, the case instantly saying, yeah, for sure, these guys will be way better than these guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then it's also Bay 1 versus B5 and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, Because I think in best of ones, we've seen a lot of times that most teams are fairly even. Yeah, um, much closer at least. I, l I love group stages. Like yep. to me, that's like, that's the hype of worlds is, is watching group stage. And then obviously you get your dessert with playoffs. Yes. But <laughs> like uh, the main cause for me is, is always groups. So I'm happy uh, with the current setup, even though I understand yeah. why people want different. Okay. I, I think a lot of different perspectives on this. I'll go to the next question uh, from Philip at Mr. German Piano. He asked three questions. We're going to be taking one. His first question is, what is a pick that people are sleeping on? 819 just came out. Is there any pick that you guys think is going to go crazy at Worlds? I honestly haven't looked at the patch. I just got off of uh, regional qualifiers. I don't look at a patch until it's gonna, going to go live. I just started my Worlds prep because I basically got off of regional qualifiers, spent two days in Shanghai, had to pack up my entire life, and then fly to Berlin. Is there any pick from the LPL <laughs> that you saw being utilized a lot that you think is not utilized elsewhere internationally that you think could just show up at Worlds? Uh, I don't know if I would frame it like that. I would say that how the LPL plays Rise and Zoe, mm. I think, is at a very vastly different threat level than how the rest of the world. While those champions still have high priority internationally, I think that there's a very big difference in giving RNG Rise well, versus any other team to Rise. To be fair, if you look at, at least at EU, Zoe's presence went down a ton over the you know repeated series of nerfs she saw. So Zoe being a go-to pick in the post-nerf world is kind of like a champion that I don't think, like maybe we expect to see a big, of course, because LPL and LCK maybe are a little bit more about utilizing that champion, but I we just didn't see it very much from Europe at all. I mean, it got nerfed heavily, so the upside of picking Zoe obviously wasn't as, as great for, for most players. We saw a little bit, Niski still picked it a few times, yep. but um, pick-wise, I think Vayne... Vayne will get played. Um, now, obviously... Wei Xiao also kind of said the same on Reddit. But even before that, it, it kind of felt like more and more AD carries and one mid laner. I <laughs> felt like Vayne could actually be a thing. Um, especially, I, I, I think the build path is pretty decent for her. You're talking about the Boy of the Ring King, Gwensu's build? Yeah, like uh, as an example, right? I think that's a, that's a pretty good build path. Um, I'm also thinking um, Rumble is one of those picks where if we start getting... You know, more early team fighting with a lot of the teams could be huge. And also, correct me if I'm wrong, a lot of people were trying to play Rumble into Urgot. They already tried counter. to play it, yeah. And why um, do you guys not play uh, Aatrox Urgot? 
It's so considered a Urgo, skill matchup. Is, is still banned a decent amount, and Rumble was banned once or twice in our playoffs. I think alongside or preemptively when people wanted to threaten an Urgot pick. That's how I saw it. Um, but we never actually got to see Urgot Rumble as a matchup, and we didn't. I don't think we ever got Aatrox Urgot either. Mm. So Lee Sin with Dark Harvest could mm. also start seeing a lot more play uh, doing worlds. How do you guys feel about Pike? Everyone's. I mean, I Brand's mean, already like on the Pike hype train. He's getting buffed again. Europe was. Already He's already playing. good. You know, Pike was already good. He didn't need buffs for sure. Um, the thing about Pike is he's very risky. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're behind, you're like so useless. He's yeah. a win more champion. He's definitely. I like that word. Um, he's definitely a win more champion. Um, but I think. Again, for a lot of teams who want to play early game, Pike is going to be a great, great choice. I don't necessarily think RNG needs to play Pike too much, I but think they could. Uh, I actually think a, a really big issue that we saw in the LPL with Pike is that um, Invictus Gaming did play Pike pretty significantly, uh, or at least it would come out. But it, the style. it would uh, massively hinder their vision count, uh, and their warding would just be awful because you know, Pike's nature of playstyle. And this could also just be a commentary on Bal and the support for IG. Um, but if that champion comes out, from what I've seen in the LPL, teams tend not to have as many wards because Pike's not really caring about warding. He's more caring about hunting. At least that's our supports mentality there. So uh, I would be curious to see if that trend would continue, that if the LPL teams played Pike, if it would then impact their vision game more and it turns into a game about picks or a game about different hard engage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also just wonder about all their top lane carries. Yeah, just Some of them got buffed, obviously, at 8-19. Um, the like question was like how big are the Darius buffs we definitely got a lot of people asking about the carries Fiora got buffed as well yeah and, and like Darius was played a lot top lane obviously when he was over tuned Fiora first. got buffed Fiora got a buff IG as well. are winning worlds <laughs> uh, I mean the, the buff the buff is, is it's a fine buff but it's, it's like not, it's not hugely it's, significant vital procs it's, it's vital procs right uh, but the Darius one like when people blind pick Mundo Darius was a choice yep. against him back when these two guys were obviously big meta picks and if you can get him into a good matchup, especially against a tank, like he is a bully uh, for sure, and he does always have that like snowball teamfight potential. Um, so I, I really hope we get a, a good mix of tanks and 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 uh, and carry stuff. And I'm very happy that it wasn't direct like oh here's all these tank nerfs just happening. It was more like let's buff some of the other carries that are always high risk to play because mm. it gives more incentive to try them. So I, I think we could see a world where a lot more carry tops are being used, which would then really change up from what in the end became, here's Chogath and Maokai, yay! At I, least loved, in Europe. I loved Tank Roulette. That was my favorite. Just spin around, <laughs> which thing you get? I'm playing Scion this game. I'm playing yeah. Maokai. It was a good time. So I hope we get uh, more carries, at least from the European teams. I think uh, the last question we have for today is from Zadi at Zadi44, maybe Zodi. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that one quite correctly. We'll it's a cute out. name. Uh, during and a cute little robot cardboard avatar. Aww. Can't tell what that's from. Probably from something I should know. Uh, during regular season, Fanatic runs a six-man roster. Cloud9 running a seven-man roster, and Africa Freaks, uh, Freaker Freaks are running a ten-man. Uh, should Worlds start allowing teams to field a bigger roster? Yes, yep. but it has to be. The decision needs to be made at the start of the year. Yep. Uh, which was probably the big issue i guess yeah you can't i mean i think a Um, lot because we talked about this a little bit behind the scenes and right and the thing is is like if you did it right before worlds like teams don't have a time to prepare but if everyone knows at the start of the year that that's the way it's going to be then they'll actually prep and can utilize do you think you cap it at 10 man uh you probably have to cap it somewhere Uh, i I think you just go up one at a time and you see because i think if you just go up to like 10 like 
But isn't for the health of the the because theoretically then you have a sub in every single position, and so yeah. when you say that the health of the regions and the teams is that then you can run in-house scrims everyone's constantly being pushed forward you're employing more people and creating job stability because there's now more positions sure i mean i guess i think it's just it's a huge effect if you assume that every team can one can afford internally to run 10 man i think it's a huge it's just a big economic change for league of legends right that i don't know the impact of and maybe that would just be purely positive i mean na has 10 man rosters already right sure with with the academy so because i think if you take it at I, I, I can get it from a, uh event planning point of view. It's going to be a, a lot harder because you need twice, the, you know, almost yeah, yeah. twice the amount of, like, rooms and visas mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. But, like, ideally, if you should be able to field a 10-man roster. If you have done the job uh, and the work as an organization to get 10 players that all end up benefiting each other, working well, squirming each other, whatever it is, and you feel that the strongest thing you can do as a team is send 10 players, you should be able to do that. Mm. Um, if we ignore everything around planning. Because uh, if I can only send six because uh, I've only you know cared about getting six players, I mean, that's kind of my problem, right? Uh, maybe I just feel like 10 will hurt. Because I think for some teams, 10-man rosters do not work where yeah. you constantly have to do stuff together. Yeah, that's a good point. I think we're right now just kind of in a position where we're punishing certain teams and other teams are just frankly non-affected. Because um, mm-hmm. I like, think RNG, they have to pick between Carsa and MLXG or Zatai and Let Me. Yeah, and and that really sucks, right? Yeah. So Cloud9 can't bring seven yeah. players. But I think again, and I saw uh, one of the rioters who works with the, you know, the rules jump in that Reddit thread. There was a couple, it was like a month ago about how unfair it was that uh, you couldn't bring mm. uh, seven players. And then there was some, where Clement apparently had misspoken or something. He said you could bring seven players. I think you were talking about the emergency if someone got right, sick. Right, yeah. yeah. The yeah. people were like, oh my God, you can do it now. Yeah. What's going on? And he jumped in and he said, listen, this could change, but it will happen at the start of the year yeah. and not randomly a month before Worlds. Yeah. Because teams, when they're doing all the off-season stuff, needs obviously a chance to build what kind of roster it is. And yeah, and it's just un- it's unfair for, for every team. Yeah, yeah. Because so you plan for the year at the start of the year. Could happen in the future. Through. We don't know yet. I hope I hope it gets increased. I would be very surprised if it didn't, just based on how I more teams are finding bigger yeah. rosters. I expect, I mean, I don't know. Once again, I'm in no way involved with that kind of decision-making. But I think, for me, I would love to see like a 7 or an 8 and then eventually get to a 10. Maybe 10 right off the bat is the right choice. I don't know. I just don't have enough information, especially from like a, from a team perspective. Because if you take it from a sports point of view, like you can have a 30-man roster, but you can only submit uh, 11 starters in a football game and, and seven subs, I believe it is, for like a Premier League game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you can still have 30 yeah. players. You just ahead of time need to submit who is going. So you can say, uh, we have a 10-man roster. We can bring all 10, but we can only submit seven of them for this best of five. You know, And you can do it that way if you want to try and minimize like the yeah. amount of you know, craziness that can happen. Because uh, then there's still a reason to bring 10 um, yeah. for you. When China used to have, because uh, they used to have three, rigs, three leagues, the LPL, the LPPL, and the LSPL. And the LSPL was the league that was actually trying to promote into the LPL um, back when that was a thing. And then the LPPL was effectively the academy league. And so the difference of why, because the players have a question, why would you ever go into an academy league that isn't broadcast, that doesn't have any chance at promoting an organization in, versus going into the LSPL, having, you know, tough competition that has an end goal of going to the LPL, it's because if you uh, were on Starhorn Royal Club and you played in the LPPL, as long as there was a a date that said, we want to sub out these players, you, you would go into the LPL. So you had the 
prospect of playing mm. in the professional league at the very top if you went this league and it was simply just to keep your academy team warm and then start scrimming and trying different things out on a competitive stage yeah. okay cool. so that's going to do it for us from twitter questions thank you guys for talking to me about uh, a lot about eu and lpl of course as eu and lpl experts are here who's winning worlds let's get it yeah let's go one one time through good way to close it out who wins worlds frosco I would say um, RNG or KT. I don't like this or business. Give me well, because I if you say RNG, they'd be like, oh, 100%, and it will turn into overbought. Let me, I, I can explain why RNG are They've bad They've won team. everything <laughs> this year. You, you're definitely not overhyped. You don't need to no, back anything I will say this, though, because it's very possible that you come in and you have a shit tournament. Like, yeah, we've seen, that we saw TPA. They came in and they had the tournament of their lives and they took season two and they went down in glory. And you don't take away from that aspect. Like, that was a huge, incredible moment in League of Legends. But I do think that it is really skewed right now because it's the LPL and just this exposure to Western audience that if you win 99% of everything that you're invited to and then you drop a single like let's say that the meta is just shit for whatever reason for RNG and then they lose Carry that tournament only. Let and, me then, like, ah! <laughs> and then the whole like history is just rewritten like all oh, that garbage team overhyped never gonna make it don't do that it's fine if RNG don't win they don't win but they should be celebrated for fucking winning every 99 percent of the year they've won everything it's nuts uzi won the 1v1 all-star tournament yeah i think rng is a safe bet i'm going kt you're going kt the rebel mata's done it before in korea against uzi he will do it again so um i think here's something that's very interesting i think mata's champion pool right now looks not, I don't want to say suspect. Well, Tom Kench being nerfed is really <laughs> right. bad for him. So <laughs> that's an issue. I love, I love that you guys have more to say. I'm going to cap it there, though, because we've been going on an hour and 40 minutes. We were quickly approaching. There is more to be Wait, said. Are we not calling in Papa Smithy soon to get his opinion? I've actually got oh, him on Skype. I, this is how I got you here, but I didn't tell you. Papa Smithy's not coming. But he didn't fly in for one day and no, fly back? He, no, he didn't want to. <laughs> we didn't even give him the opportunity because we thought it would be quite frankly disrespectful of his. Of, of his we could have paid him in Twitter followers. Ah, so sad. <laughs> well, we're not going to touch that one. All right. <laughs> this has been episode 13 of Euphoria. Once again, big warm welcome to the EULCS 2019 broadcast team for Frost Current. This will be her final tournament as the LPL representative coming into Worlds 2018. She's been given a mad team slip. Thank you for listening. Um, you once get again, to show them my socks. Oh, she also has pizza socks. What up? Oh, I have interesting socks, too. What are they? Do they say EU greater it's than like NA? like a sports Thingy. I all right. I think this is now the Sox comparison team? power hour. Uh, you can tune into that podcast during the off season while we sure. ramp up for season three of Euphoria. But this has been the final episode of season two. Thank you everyone so much for watching, uh, and we'll see you guys when the next season starts.